live around the globe. It's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. I am indeed travel writer and travel broadcaster Rudy Maxa. In the course of this hour, we're going to learn why there are only two flights a day on a U.S. airline between the second and third largest countries in the world. That would be U.S. and India. Robert and Mary Carey go to Vegas to talk with Damon John from ABC TV's popular show called Shark Tank, and they discuss luggage. And if the personality of a cruise line is as important to you as it supports a call, and it should be, a new website can help you narrow your choices. Plus, fans of Fifty Shades of Grey descend on Vancouver to visit the movie's locations. Now, if you miss any broadcast of Rudy Max's World, or if you'd like to send a segment of a show to a friend because you th might think it's of interest to them, all you got to do is go to RudyMaxa.com and click on Podcasts. Each, each weekend show is posted by Sunday afternoon. You may listen or forward hour one or two or both. You can listen to it and forward it. Um, for example, if you missed last week's uh, show and our contributing host, Robert and... Um, and Mary uh, Carey were broadcasting, uh, the sh we're doing the show. They did uh, much of the first hour in Las Vegas. We're going to talk to them about that, uh, what, they were at, what they were doing there in just a moment. But you could go back and listen to it if you uh, uh, didn't hear it. And if you'd like to receive my very personal email, an irregularly published newsletter, I underline the word irregularly published newsletter at no cost, it's free, just text Rudy Max's World, all one word, Rudy Max's, M-A-X-A with a S, Max's World, Rudy Max's World, all one word, to this number, 2-28-28. Pick up your smartphone, go to 28-28 and text Rudy Max's World. Let's open the show by taking a quick look at this week's travel news. Uh, the biggest news of the week has got to be that huge decline in the value of the euro versus the dollar. To use a favorite term of stockbrokers, it's like trying to catch a falling knife. A year ago, it cost you about $1.39 to buy one euro. Today, it takes about $1.06. Many are predicting the dollar will be on parity with the euro, which means $1 will equal one euro in three months. So for Americans traveling to euro countries, uh, that will generally mean much greater buying power. The dollar is 24% stronger than it was last spring. Wow. Only gas has matched that as far as dropping. That means a five-buck cup of coffee in Paris or a stein of beer in Munich that cost $5 last year, it'll cost $3.80 this year. American Airlines wants its employees to wear newly designed uniforms, but its pilots are saying ixnay to that. The new gray uniforms feature double-breasted suit coats or sport, well, suit coats for pilots and cheap tailoring, says the pilots' union in a letter to management. Of course, this is the same airline that ditched its classic silver, red, and blue livery on its airplanes for today's ugly white look. Okay, that's my opinion. It's only my opinion. I'm not alone in it, though. There were a couple of developments in regards to the Malaysia Airlines 370, that flight that, the plane that's been missing for a year now. The airline confirmed this week it had not replaced the battery in a locator beacon on the plane, whose shelf life expired in 2012. And Malaysia's transport minister vowed to take action against an air traffic controller supervisor if it's confirmed that he was asleep on the job when Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared from his screen a year ago. Neither of those news reports, of course, give one confidence this plane is going to be found. Las Vegas this week hosted the International Travel Goods Show. It's a gathering of suppliers of travel goods that you'll find in stores in the coming months. Our contributing hosts, Robert and Mary Carey, were there walking the aisles. Uh, Bob and Mary, who turns up at these things? Are these store buyers? Are these, uh, is this open to the public? 
Uh, Rudy, it's it, it's not open to the public. It's uh, for members of the trade. So there are going to be buyers there from all the major retailers, whether they're online or you know brick and mortar type stores. Uh, probably about twenty five hundred different buyers were there, and you know certainly give give you an idea of some of the products and so forth. Uh, you know, thousands, and I mean thousands of different types of luggage. <laughs> Who knew there were all these different types of, you know, handbags, computer cases, soft, hard, leather, polycarbon, you know, bejeweled, licensed luggage is a new thing now. Uh, but there's, there was a lot of, I think I would describe and just say the following. Uh, technology, I, clearly that is everywhere. We see it in every aspect of life. Technology, portability, convenience. And uh, size and weight matter, Rudy. Now, is there, Mary, is there, uh, I mean, well, is there anything other than luggage there? You know, there is, but there is just one piece of luggage we wanted to tell you about because it's um, gadget heavy, but very innovative. Yeah, we want to and, ask you, Rudy, uh, see, see if this is. Yeah, see if this would appeal to you. This is, as you said, we're going to talk to Damon John later on in the hour, right. um, who most people know from Shark Tank, but he has signed on with this Italian luggage company, Andiamo. And this is a new piece that I think will be out in the fall. Yeah, it's coming uh, out in Called the, fall. the IQ Carry On. How would you like a USB battery charger built into the top of your. Uh, Suitcase right below the handle. <laughs> I'd take a battery pretty, charger pretty anywhere nifty. these yeah. days. With, All right, yeah. but, but Rudy, but Rudy, so that's coming that, up at 33 after the hour. But I, the, the, the overall, uh, is, is, does luggage dominate this this uh, this show? Uh, it's probably about 60 yeah, percent of it. But heavy. there are some interesting travel features. This, this bag, I just want I just want to we want to hit on a couple things, and then, then I'll give you an idea of some of the other items that are there. So, Mary just mentioned you get in that in this bag. Think about you're you're taking a bag on the plane. You've got your battery charger, which is great, but that bag also, if you have service with T-Mobile or Verizon or AT&T, it becomes a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot for up to 10 different devices to connect oh to. So, all right, but you think, okay, that's impressive, right? And this is all in one suitcase. Uh, what, the other, there's two yeah, other. Yeah, it's a multifunctional app that you know you download, and uh, one of the other features is a remote lock and unlock. So, Rudy, you could be right now in St. Paul. You could unlock your bag if it's in Las Vegas. <laughs> Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll hear more about that at 33 yeah. after that. we got a minute left. What, what right. else is on the floor? But some other things. Uh, RFID protective lines, uh, lined wallets, very big. Uh, there's something that I really oh. found I enjoyed, a universal. It's a Wi-Fi USB universal travel adapter. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. You, it all the, works in 150 different countries, so you don't need all those adapters anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, luggage wheels, really big thing, whether they retract, lock levers. Uh, Mary, also the compression socks. Compression socks, uh, Italian company making designer compression socks. Hey, and this this? Yeah. this is a prototype. It's called a uh, Travelese. It's basically designed for seniors who still love to travel all over. Um, but it's a it looks like a walker, four wheels, and you c it's fit to put carry-ons in front of it so that you're not lugging your carry-ons while you're trying to walk with a cane or a walker. It has actually space for two carry-ons built right into it. We thought oh. that was pretty neat. That is that is very useful. Technology, I, I, though, Rudy, technology, size, and weight. Uh, I, I can't emphasize that enough. We're going to see so much coming later this year with technology in all of our travel pieces. And the things you saw in Vegas, when will they be in stores? Two months? Eight months? Uh, most of the things right now, they're going to start showing up in the summer through the fall. Yeah. All right. Well, we will, uh, at 33 after the hour, you'll hear uh, Bob and Mary's conversation with... Uh, uh, yeah, Damon, Damon, very interesting. I think everyone's going to enjoy that. Good. All right. All right Coming up, when listen. we come back, um, we're going to get details on what seems to be a struggle to the death, at least if you believe the CEOs of Delta, American, and United. They are 
saying that a trio of Middle Eastern airlines are threatening their business, basically. That the Open Skies Agreement uh, is, uh, is going let to let, let them in the door here in the United States in a much bigger way than they are already, and they're going to trample the U.S. carriers, and that that's not fair. Because, according to Delta, United, and American, these airlines are getting so much money in subsidies that the playing field isn't equal as required under Open Skies Agreement. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Rod Delano, Attorney Houston. Here's important information for those with vaginal or bladder mesh implants. The clock is ticking. Millions of dollars in settlements have already been distributed to thousands of victims. Have you received your settlement offer yet? Time is running out. So if your vaginal or bladder mesh implant has ruined your health and well-being and you don't know where to turn, call our knowledgeable and understanding standing team now to find out if you qualify for a settlement from the billions available. Call 800-588-3000. That's 800-588-3000. Dentist office, may I help you? Hi, I'd like to cancel my teeth whitening appointment. Oh, may I ask why? I found a teeth whitener that works in five minutes that I can do from home. Can I ask what it is? It's called Power Swabs, and it whitens your teeth in five minutes, doesn't leave my teeth feeling sensitive, and it's a lot less expensive than visiting the dentist. Hi, I'm John Greenhut, the CEO of Power Swabs. And if you want to whiten your teeth two shades in five minutes and six shades in seven days, then try Power Swabs. There's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth and you're done. It removes stains on natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. Try Power Swabs risk-free by calling 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. I guarantee your friends and coworkers will be wowed by your new white smile. Try it risk-free and get free shipping and handling today. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. It is, what time is it? About the 18 minutes after the hour. Ted Reed is a transportation reporter for The Street. And he wrote a fascinating piece uh, recently, and that's why I invited him on the show, and he joins me in a moment, um, about, well... Some big issues facing U.S. airlines. But let's start, Ted, with one of the first things you pointed out, which is, is, is quite startling, that between the second and third largest countries of the world, the United States and India, there's only one U.S. carrier that flies between them, and that carrier is United, and it has two flights a day. Why is that? Hi, Rudy. Well, there's two reasons for that. One is that uh, a lot of the traffic to India is low-cost, low-fare traffic, 
people visiting friends and relatives and tourism traffic, so they're not particular about seeking out a nonstop flight that would cost more. But more importantly, these Middle East carriers, there's three of them, have built up uh, hubs in the in their regions in the Gulf that connect people with one stop through their countries, and that poaches traffic from the U.S. carriers. So it's no, it's not profitable for U.S. carriers to attempt this service. Both Delta and American have abandoned it. Those three carriers are Etihad, Qatar, and what else? Emirates. Oh, Emirates, right. And they have they've certainly planted their flags fairly quickly in the United States, haven't they? They certainly have, and they're building up very rapidly right now. That's why you're hearing so much about them. Each of them flies to at least a half dozen U.S. cities. Uh, I think Emirates might fly to as many as 12 or plan to fly to as many as 12. And this is because they're now t- very rapidly taking delivery of wide-body aircraft. And their goal is to supplant airports like London, perhaps, and Hong Kong or and, and Tokyo, and make um, uh, Qatar or Dubai uh, or Abu Dhabi the, the a sor- a sort of international clearinghouse for changing planes, yes? Yes. One of the, they all... They all have pretty large airports in their countries now, three airports. They're all quite close to each other, within a couple hundred miles. One of them contemplates an airport that can serve 240 million passengers a year. The biggest airport in the world now is Atlanta. Uh, 240 million people would be basically three times as many people as Atlanta serves. And they're buying new planes, and there are some who would say that their service and their interiors of the planes are are superior to the average U.S. carrier. Is that a fair critique? Uh, yes, I would say it's basically fair, but you have to realize the reasons for it. One is uh, our airlines have been losing money for a long time. They're not supported by subsidies, so it takes a long time to build up your fleets so that you can have the high quality aircraft that they're now starting to take delivery of them. And secondly, we have labor laws, and the airline industry is unionized, and we protect our workers. We, give them, we allow them to work for their entire careers. Uh, the most senior flight attendants bid for the um, international flights, and our workers are treated better, but sometimes these other carriers have younger workers more willing to do exactly what they're told because they're afraid they're going to lose their jobs otherwise. All right. So you, 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 let's underline that crucial word you said, subsidies. That is the, the, the turning point or, or the focal point of this battle between these three airlines, Etihad, Qatar, and Emirates, and the three big ones, in, well, at least three of the major ones in the States, Delta, United, and America. Delta, United, and America said they spent months and months doing research, and they discovered that their competitors from the Middle East, or from the Emirates anyway, um, uh, are, are getting b- millions, if not billions, in subsidies. Forty billion in subsidies, they documented. Yeah, and, and, and they say that even though we have an open skies agreement that allows us to fly, American U.S. airlines to fly wherever they would like uh, there, and these folks have the right to fly in the, the U.S., that because of these, these subsidies are basically breaking the rules of open sky of the open sky negotiations and treaties. Right. The open skies treaties are supposed to be fair and equal, fair treatment, equal treatment, level playing fields. It's not spelled out the word subsidies in there, I don't think, but it's supposed to be a level playing field. I mean, the real root of this problem, besides the subsidies, you know, all trade disputes involve subsidies, and one person's subsidies is another person's equity investment. 
But our Open Skies Agreement, in principle, they're good. But they give us the right to fly to Doha, and the carrier in Doha can fly to Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Dallas, Miami, all the, right, many of the biggest right. airports in the world, and they're not quite fair trades. But, you know, we support open skies, but then, you know, to, to have open skies based on these airlines that have massive subsidies, it doesn't work out for our country. All right. So the other side, the uh, the, the, the Emirates and Qatar and, and Etihad's of the world, they say, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, your governments build your airports um, and, and, and supply your air controllers. And a couple of you, when you went bankrupt, shed your pension obligations for your employees and were allowed to do that. And the government had to pick at least a portion of that up. Uh, so they say, wait, you guys are getting subsidies and help from your governments as well. It's easy to say that if you look at any individual one of those examples that you cited, it's a little more complicated than that the government to say that our government supports that our airlines. In some ways, it does, um, but you know there are many examples. I'll just take one. Uh, I'm in Charlotte. In Charlotte, if you want to expand the airport, say build another runway, that's supported by fees paid by the airlines, paid by the airline passengers. It's a lot of discussion first. Uh, do the airlines want to support it, you know, because the airline, eventually their passengers pay for it because of the bonds that are supported by the fees the airlines pay? It's a little different than the government saying, okay, go ahead and build your runway. We'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pension argument's pretty compelling, though. Mm. The pension argument is compelling, I guess, in, in, in some ways, but the government doesn't pay the pensions of our airline employees. No, they don't. But, I mean, the Shet when when, when uh, United and... And, and Delta went into bankruptcy, and eventually American, um, Uncle Sam is picking up, the taxpayers are picking up uh, a good percentage of the pensions the airlines couldn't pay. So that's uh, the argument those guys no, make. No, the pensions get protection from the PBGC, so there's money right. in those pensions. Yeah. Uh, the PBGC takes over the pensions. It guarantees the payments. Um, most in general, the money is paid in is money already paid in by the employees. For some of the employees, the high paid ones, their pensions are vastly reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, True. True. I'm not sure that government is paying pensions for employees. Ted Reed is my guest. He's the transportation reporter at thestreet.com. We're going to uh, Janet will put a link to Ted's piece on my Facebook fan page. It's a March 10th article that uh, um, that. Uh, uh, I found of great, great interest. Have you, you know, I must say, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry to say this as somebody who's supposed to be a f- fairly, you know, consumer travel expert on travel. I have not flown Etihad, Qatar, or Emirates. Have you flown any of those airlines? I have not. Most people who fly those airlines are pretty happy with the service on them, though. I mean, if you look at that United article, you'll see over 100 comments, and most people say, I'm happy with the service I got there, even in coach or treated well. Of course, on every airline, the passengers in first and business are treated quite well. But you sure. know, for the coach passenger, like you and me, we're not always treated that great. <laughs> well, I did Actually, I did read the comments that, yeah, and most of them were saying, come on, bucket up, Amer- U.S. Airlines. You, you're just afraid of competition, et cetera. Um, there's another airline that was sort of became a public issue and it sort of died out in all this clamor that's going on now about the topic we've been discussing. And that's this Norwegian Airlines that uh, it wants to off- is offering discounted services, I think, just now to New York and is it Orlando? Somewhere in Florida. Maybe it's Fort yeah, Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, maybe Orlando and, yeah. a lot of, and Oakland. 
a lot of airports. And they uh, they moved their headquarters from Norway, even they're called Norwegian, to uh, Ireland to take advantage of open sky treaties, I guess. And uh, and 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 the U.S. airlines are saying, no, 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 they they're not they're they're paying their employees less than we pay, et cetera. Do you, have you looked into that at all? I've looked into it a lot. To me, it's somewhat of a side issue. I mean, there are complaints about their labor practices. They're, they defend themselves pretty vigorously. They are approved by the European community as an airline that's, that's, able, that's able to fly to the U.S. So there's some labor violations. Um, but we have a history of low-cost service between the U.S. and uh, and Europe, you know, we had Laker. We had Laker. We had uh, years ago People Express doing it. Sure. And so, to me, it's so kind you of think a Norwegian issue. Norwegian is a separate issue from Etihad, Qatar, and Emirates. A, a yes, lesser issue. A, yes, definitely, because it's not supported by massive subsidies, and it's not out stepping outside of our open skies policies. All right, Ted. Well, I have a feeling we'll be talking about this again with you. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Ted Reed, transportation reporter for thestreet.com. You can read his article. There's a link on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at travel slash leisure. Coming back, uh, we talked with Bob and Mary Carey at the top of the hour. They will uh, be talking to the brand ambassador for Andiamo Luggage, Damon John from Shark Tank. Don't go away. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. Data knows you love posting selfies. Others might see a reflective surface, but you see an opportunity. Like right now, you just caught a glimpse of yourself and you like what you see, and you're thinking everyone else would probably like it too. Go ahead, you've got more data and you're paying less with Boost Mobile. For only $35 a month, you can take your selfie game to the next level. Parked car window, click selfie. Person wearing sunglasses, click selfie. Anything shiny, don't mind if you do. You, my friend, have no selfie control. And data's okay with that. Come to data. Now get unlimited talk, text, and two and a half gigabytes of high-speed data for $35 a month after you sign up on Auto Reboost, only from Boost Mobile. Enrollment and auto reboots required at activation. Removal of auto reboots increases plan costs to $45 a month. Video streaming limited to 3G speeds. After applicable data allotment reach, data speeds reduced to 2G speeds for remainder of plan cycle. State and local sale taxes may apply. Restrictions apply. Lines are always open at 800 387 8025 and stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 33 after the hour. Robert and Mary Carey here with Rudy Maxa's World. Some of you in our audience, when you hear the name Damon John, may associate him as one of the sharks on ABC's Shark Tank. Others may know of him as the founder and CEO of FUBU, the popular For Us, By Us urban clothing line. But this is Rudy Max's world, where our focus is all travel, all the time. And Damon's joining us today in his role as brand ambassador for Andiamo's newest luxury luggage lines, Avanti and Pantera. Damon, welcome to Rudy Max's world. Uh, thank you for having me. So tell us about your relationship with Andiamo, how it 
developed and what you're doing in your role as brand ambassador to help the new product lines? Uh, well, you know, I'm the brand ambassador of Andiamo and uh, it initially developed with, uh, you know, between partnerships, my licensing, uh, director of licensing, who goes out and looks for strategic partnerships. And we were looking for a travel company that had quality, first of all, luxury, but somewhat affordable, not out of the hands of the normal everyday person. And, uh, you know, I travel a lot. I probably travel about 250 days out of the year. And, uh, You're you know, a moving target. I am. And, uh, you know, I had to test the product first. And the Andiamo that I that I initially tested, it was uh, superior to anything else. Uh, whether the design of it, the the first responder zippers on it, you know, that I could, I would never think things could fit in there and I would smash them down. <laughs> right, right. The wheels, it's a good problem and a bad problem. The wheels roll so smooth that if you sit it by, his, by your side, if you happen to be on a slope, right. that thing, you're chasing it down the block like Charlie Brown. But it's great because, <laughs> honestly, as you, as you, as you're traveling, you're going from planes to trains to whatever the case is. It is, it is just an amazing piece of uh, product. And then they delivered on it on everything they said it was going to be. So then I signed up and I said, I want to be part of it. Now, this is outside of your role. The audience may know of things that you're doing on television with Shark Tank and so forth. Any other travel companies that you're involved with right now? Or is Andiamo the luxury travel segment that you're in? Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, only only other travel companies. I may uh, represent some private travel uh, jet companies other than that, but nothing in regards to the travel product side. All right. I'm a carry-on guy. Mm -hmm. um, so unless I'm traveling international, I'm not checking. How about you? Um, pretty much, uh, you know what, I, I always check something and then I have a carry-on, but my carry-on has to fit everything uh, because about 10% of the time that check piece is not showing up. So you're so, always checking? Well, I, well, most of the time because you know what, I always need to, I'm, I'm on a lot of stages, so uh, you know, I always need to carry the, the essentials, the suit, the, you know, the everything for my face, everything else, because I can't check something and not have that in my bag and then it doesn't arrive, then all of a sudden I'm on stage in sweatpants talking to, <laughs> to you know, General Mills. It just doesn't work like that. All right, so you said you're traveling 250 days a year. You know, we all, as frequent travelers, we have our likes, we have our dislikes, you know, yep. pet peeves and so forth. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things for Damon John that are important for the travel experience? And then what are some things you're saying, boy, I wish they could fix that? Um, you know, maybe about 30 to half of the time I'm traveling private. So that, and even though it's private, it's still a pain in the butt, no matter what you're traveling. You're, yeah, right. you're up in the air, you're down, you're groggy, your sleep is not necessarily on point, can't work out as much as you like. Um, you know, the, the things that I love about it or, or uh, that really, you know, it's an escape. You know, when I'm in my office, it's 400 people talking to me. Uh, you know, when I'm finally on that plane, I can either answer emails or listen to some music. <laughs> so I get, a, I actually get away. Um, I'm not a big fan right now of the Wi-Fi on planes because they, <laughs> they still could find me on that plane now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, the dislikes are always going to be the, you know, the vast amount of people around you, and especially with the with these flus going on and things like that that you're concerned about. You never, you have to question with that quality of food and things like that. And then uh, I always have the challenge of, you know, it's the luggage issue. It's, is it going to show up, you know, and dragging the thing around? I, I'm telling you, I don't know if I ripped my rotor cover up by, by lifting all this stuff <laughs> here and there, but something's going on. And it's so, not so that's a reason out. also not carry on to make sure. I, I wish I could, but oh, I have so many things that I have to. All right, so and by I the way, if I don't bring one of those suitcases, but because of Shark Tank, I get 900 products wherever I land because people are pitching me, so, so here we are. I got to put them somewhere. You're bringing the bags for yeah. that. So I know the Andiamo uh, Avante collection is the soft line, uh, while the Pantera is the hard line. Do you have a preference? Do you have a particular I, bag I like you like? I like the hard line. You like the hard line? I, like, yeah, I tend to like that. What do you see as some of the competitors, and what do you see as the differences between the products? I mean, I used to only really uh, deal one brand. It was it was Toomey, and I and I tried other brands prior to that, and um, they were not comparable to it. And uh, and that's why when I met Amdiamo, I felt it was a superior product. So my the level of where I was at was was that level. And when I went to Andiamo, the only reason I would move from that level is because it's something that I feel is better. So my family uh, were Sicilian. Italy is probably one of our top places. So I love the names. Uh, we all do as far as Andiamo and Avante. And I, 
I get Andiamo is let's go. Yeah. Uh, Avante is forward, but Pantera. So do you know the origin? Where does that come from? Because all I can really think of is either the four-door German Porsche sedan or I'm thinking to myself, Panther. Panther. It's Panther. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. It is, yeah. And so, and I know it comes in two lines, the black and it comes over, was it lava red they're calling mm-hmm. it? So, uh, so Panther. Okay. All Absolutely. Right, so, all right. That's interesting. Damon, anything that you want to share with the audience as far as the product and what sets it apart? Um, you know what? I, the things that I like about the product is the utility. I like the, the, the fact that I it feels uh, quality. Um, I love the design aspect. I love, uh, you know, how you look at this carbon fiber uh, treatments on it and the outside panel. Were that, you involved in any of that with the design? No, I, w- I was involved in when they brought it to me and they said, what do you think about it? Okay. And I was I was saying to myself, you know, I couldn't right. have thought of anything better. I love that they have this outside casing on it, but, you know, every time that I go on the plane and she's saying, that's not going to fit in there, and that, that piece compresses where my laptop can go, and it compresses into the suit suitcase, and then it goes in. Um, I love the, the weight. It's absolutely, it is light as a feather. Um, and again, I can't talk enough about the wheels. I'm about to probably put them on a skateboard and roll right. around. Um, so, I mean, I can keep talking about the product. Well, you are the brand ambassador, so that's a good thing. So that, they, they I certainly am, want you to. I'm about, you know, the colors of it. You know, the, the red that they have is it's really amazing. I, you know, Robert, that's the color of his Ferrari I'm looking at. Now. It's beautiful. <laughs> so you have everything from the subtle piece of the black to the, to the red. And now they're starting to launch in some other areas, some, some more lighter colors as well. Well, so. and we're going to talk about on the show the IQ, uh, which I frankly am fascinated. I love the technology, and that does seem to be where the industry is moving. Damon John, thank you very much for joining us at Rudy Max's World. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about Relief Factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Rod Delano, attorney, Houston. Here's important information for those with vaginal or bladder mesh implants. The clock is ticking. Millions of dollars in settlements have already been distributed to thousands of victims. Have you received your settlement offer yet? Time is running out. So if your vaginal or bladder mesh implant has ruined your health and well-being and you don't know where to turn, call our knowledgeable and understanding team now to find out if you qualify for a settlement from the billions available. Call 800-588-3000. That's 800 800- 588-3000. Dentist office, may I help you? Hi, I'd like to cancel my teeth whitening appointment. Oh, may I ask why? I found a teeth whitener that works in five minutes that I can do from home. Can I ask what it is? It's called Power Swabs, and it whitens your teeth in five minutes, doesn't leave my teeth feeling sensitive, and it's a lot less expensive than visiting the dentist. Hi, I'm John Greenhut, the CEO of Power Swabs. And if you want to whiten your teeth two shades in five minutes and six shades in seven days, then try Power Swabs. There's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth and you're done. It removes stains on natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. Try Power Swabs risk-free by calling 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. I guarantee your friends and coworkers will be wowed by your new white smile. Try it risk-free and get free shipping and handling today. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's one 800 204 
data knows you love posting selfies. Others might see a reflective surface, but you see an opportunity. Like right now, you just caught a glimpse of yourself and you like what you see, and you're thinking everyone else would probably like it too. Go ahead, you've got more data and you're paying less with Boost Mobile. For only $35 a month, you can take your selfie game to the next level. Parked car window, click, selfie. Person wearing sunglasses, click, selfie. Anything shiny, don't mind if you do. You, my friend, have no selfie control. And data's okay with that. Come to data. Now get unlimited talk, text, and two and a half gigabytes of high-speed data for $35 a month after you sign up on Auto Reboost. Only from Boost Mobile. Enrollment and auto reboots required at activation. Removal of auto reboots increases plan costs to $45 a month. Video streaming limited to 3G speeds. After applicable data allotment reached, data speeds reduced to 2G speeds for remainder of plan cycle. State and local sales taxes may apply. Restrictions apply. participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. 43 minutes after the hour, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter. Just text uh, Rudy Maxa's world, all one word, to this number, 22828. 22828. It's free. I publish it irregularly, so I won't swamp you with stuff, and it's very personally written. You, if you're a regular listener to the show, you've heard me say many times that the personality of a cruise ship is of vital importance before you, if you're a first-time cruiser and don't know the ship you're going on. That personality can be set by the architecture of the ship, obviously by its ports of call, by its, uh, the nationality of its, uh, of its crew. All those factors go into making up a successful or a non-successful cruise. J.D. Lassica is my guest. He's the CEO and co-founder and editorial director of a relatively new website called Cruisable.com. And it attempts to answer, among other things, uh, the personality question. J.D., uh, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. Nice to talk to you. Now, uh, I, I, this is not your first uh, uh, rodeo, is it? I understand that you uh, uh, have been very involved in social media and for quite a while. Oh, yeah. I've been blogging for about 14 different years. Um, done a lot of stuff in the startup world. Uh, been running social media.biz for a while, so no, no thing about social. Yeah. And you used to edit my columns when I worked at the Washington Post, and you were working at the Sacramento Bee. That's a small <laughs> world. That's a connection. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, back in the day, uh, I was an editor at the Sacramento Bee. And uh, look forward to reading your global exploits every week. Mm. And I worked with Janet Fullwood back then, uh, the, the former travel editor of the Bee, and now she's our destinations editor at Cruisable. Oh, terrific. Now, you call Cruisable a technology startup with the soul of a travel blog. Explain. Yeah. Uh, so we're not just a pure technology play. We're also, a, you know, very... Uh, have a lot of humanizing elements around uh, travel journalism and uh, photography and all that stuff. I, I spend a lot of time on travel blogs, and I love them. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's missing from journalism and from newspapers today, frankly. It's that kind of personality and the, the human kind of element. So we're trying to, trying to bring, that, bring that back into this world. Uh, so it's not just about discovery or booking, it's also, you know, connecting with your fellow travelers and understanding their experiences. So it's all about experiential travel. 
Well, you also call it a, a mashup of TripAdvisor, National Geographic, and Pin Interest for, for cruises. Give me an example of one or two pieces or sections that manages that kind of uh, combination. Right. So we have uh, the kind of kayak piece, which is like you, you come in, you can start playing around with the filters on the side at the top of any page on cruisable.com, uh, trying to find the exact kind of cruise that's right for you. Uh, we have like a, a trip advisor aspect to it, so anybody can come in and sort of lend their own expertise. If you just got off a cruise ship or just came back from a certain destination, uh, you probably know more about that than a travel agent who hasn't been there in years, right? Correct. And then there's um, a lot of your women uh, listeners probably use Pinterest. Uh, less stats I saw it was like 90% women use use that site. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so we've we've sort of taken all of this uh, information out of this black box of the, the travel agency world and just put it out there in both this website and a new app coming out in a couple of days. And um, it, it took like a whole year, really, frankly, you know, to go through like 100,000 photographs from all these travel uh, or, uh, tourism organizations from all the cruise lines and then curating the best, adding uh, metadata, adding captions, credits, copyright information, and then putting them together in a way that looks really simple and elegant for readers. I'm exhausted already. It's a very elegant website. Now, you, you said that you can filter and, and, and sort of hone in, on, hone in on what your interest is, and I see the categories are destinations, price, time of travel, but there's one category called bliss filters. What are bliss filters, J.D.? Yeah, we're pretty excited about this because nobody else is doing this, um, and it took a lot of work. Um, so, you know, when you come to the site and you go to the bliss filters, you can start personalizing your, your search. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, not everybody is like a mass market cruise ship kind of person, right? So you might mm -hmm. want something smaller or you might want a mid-sized ship. Or you might be looking for a family get, uh, getaway or a family reunion or, you know, certain kinds of things might be more important to you than others. Like, you know, you want to spend a lot of time getting uh, a great dining experience or you want to go away for a romantic getaway with your honey, right? Um, so all of these kinds of bliss filters uh, really, as yeah, soon as you make those what choices, help, it's you, what trips your trigger, basically. Yeah. Say, say again? What's, it, it's what trips your trigger. Yeah, whatever, whatever sort of experience you're kind of looking for, you can sort of fine-tune it and, and personalize your experience. J.D. Lassica is the CEO, co-founder, and editorial director of Cruisable.com. Check it out. It's a relatively new website. Apparently an app is coming soon. J.D., thank you for stopping by. Sure, no problem. No, no way, you know we'll to be right back. participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour. You don't need me to explain a thing about Fifty Shades of Grey. This book has sold millions all around the world. The movie came fast out of the gate and has uh, set all kinds of records. Like many movies... It was shot largely in Vancouver. And I say like many movies because it's one of Hollywood's problems is that there's a lot of filmmaking going on in Canada, particularly in Toronto and Vancouver, 
uh, because it's cheaper to film there. There are fewer union regulations, and uh, they're very friendly toward uh, television shows and TV shows. I'm delighted to be joined by Sanu Perhar. She is with Tourism Vancouver, and apparently Vancouver has seen an increase in visitors who want to come see where the movie was set. Sanu, is this, is this a deluge? Is this a st- small trickle that's getting larger? Thanks for having me, first of all. It is... It's hard to determine whether it is a deluge or a trickle, but all we know is that we are getting a lot of people asking us about places in the movie um, that were shot in Vancouver and how they can see these things, how they can kind of reenact the experiences. (laughs) Well, maybe not all the experiences. You know what I mean. Well, Sonny, you're an expert on that. I know, I know, because everybody (laughs) in Vancouver talks about you in that regard, that you know everything about that movie. But I'm thinking, you know, your your sister state or the state to your south, not sister state, but your sister border, the state of Washington has has experienced incredible tourism in the middle of nowhere because the Twilight films were shot there. I'm sure you're aware of that. Oh yeah, um, especially since a lot of Twilight was shot in Vancouver, so we know that. that. Well, this is even more because it's a it's a city, so there's more to do. You know, you go stand in the forest in Vancouver. I mean, excuse me, in Washington, and you get it. Um, what are some of the locations? I know Gastown, which is sort of the nightlife center. Is that from my? Do I remember correctly from my visit there? Yeah. So the locations uh, that were included in Fifty Shades uh, were Gastown, the Gastown statue, which is a major landmark. Um, inside Gastown, the Cafe Rainier Provisions. That was where Christian Gray first had coffee with Anna. Um, and then they used a lot of the cobbled streets in Gastown as well. Um, and then the, other... the, I'm sorry, the Heathman Hotel is known as Hotel Vancouver in the movie. Let me interrupt you before we talk about some other locations. Mm-hmm. Is it? I have not seen the movie. I have not read the books. I mean, I get it. I, I feel like I have. Uh, but is it clear in the movie that they're in Vancouver? Or are they supposed to be you know somewhere what? else? You know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't yet seen the movie, though I am going to see it just to see the Vancouver scenes that were filmed there, because that is what everyone is telling me. You have to see this movie because you can completely tell that it's Vancouver in the background. Well, Sanu, you have to see the movie for professional reasons. I do. I do. I should see it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't, gosh, I, I'm sure half the people listening to the show have seen the movie or read the book or both and are saying, of course, it's set in Vancouver. I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be set in New York or, or whatever, because Vancouver is a setting for many other American cities, isn't it? Yeah, it's very true. We frequently walk down the streets and see New York City cabs or, you know, San Francisco signs. <laughs> <laughs> and... And was the filming of Fifty Shades of Grey, when it was happening in Vancouver, when was that, early 2014? Yeah. Was that, did it create a sensation, or was it rather, did it come in under the radar? Um, Most of the films and TV series that are filmed here come under the radar. Um, We actually get a lot of productions, like you mentioned, filming in the city. So locals kind of see these kinds of things happening, and they take it in stride. I gather that there, you know, wait a minute. There, there were banners reading Washington State University outside the, the, the Chan Center for the Performing Arts, apparently, in B.C. So that would sort of indicate maybe it was supposed to be in Seattle. Um, well, I believe the film was set in Vancouver, Washington, and Seattle. So that's probably ah. what it was. Oh, I see. I see. Did they do any shooting that you know of in Vancouver, Washington? In Vancouver, Washington, I haven't heard of any shooting that they did. Maybe they did, um, but I do know that they asked 
when they went back to L.A. to continue shooting, they asked Rainier Provisions, the cafe I mentioned, to ship them over a table, chairs, and a place setting so that they could continue filming additions. So even when they weren't in Vancouver, they were filming Vancouver. Is there a way that a visitor to Vancouver can plug it, who's, who's really into the, the scene of uh, the, at least the exterior scenes of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, is there any way they can find out quickly and easily where scenes were shot? I mean, do you have a, have, has the Tourism Bureau put together a brochure or anything? We haven't put together a brochure. We did put together um, a sheet of for media, actually, which is where a lot of the interest came from. Um, but a good resource to go to is Creative BC, which is our um, film commission. They would be able to help with questions like that. And I think we're going to put it, in fact, I know we will, on my Facebook fan page, uh, Rudy Max at Travel Leisure, we're going to put a link to a Vancouver Sun article that listed about, uh, I don't know, nine or ten locations. So that would be a help to a visitor. Now, we all know this was a three-book series, and producers are planning two sequels, Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, this is according to MTV, by the way. Do you have any sense that these might be shot in Vancouver as well? Yeah, so there's already been talks about Fifty Shades Darker being filmed here. Um, I believe the next film's release date has been pushed back a bit, so I'm not sure what the status is on that. But um, I know that filming will likely continue in Vancouver for those. All right, we're going to check in with you probably in a couple months and see whether the trickle has turned into a deluge, if that's all right with you. <laughs> of course. Sanu Purhar is with uh, the Media Relations Department of Tourism Vancouver. Uh, Sanu, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Coming to the end of the, uh, the hour for Rudy Max's World, hope you'll join me again next week. I'd like to thank our guests, of course, our listeners and our stations. And Jeff Ryder is my engineer. My executive producer is Janet DeAcevita McDonald. Travel safely. Look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.